Welcome to our Advent podcast. This is Emily, and I'll be your guide today. We'll start by getting situated so that we're comfortable. I invite you to take a few deep breaths to slow your mind and your body as I read the variation of a prayer of St. Patrick to shift our focus. I breathe in joy as I stand today, calling on the source, the wellspring, and the living water, believing in the threeness, witnessing the oneness, on my way to meet you face to face. Now we'll spend about one minute using part of this prayer as a breath prayer. On the in-breath, I breathe in joy. On the out-breath, as I stand today. I breathe in joy as I stand today. Go ahead. Now we'll move on to our petitionary prayer, and today we'll pray that joy will be accessible for people going through really difficult periods, be those divorces, moves, job losses, job changes, things like that. So let's take about 30 seconds to remember our loved ones and pray for joy to be accessible to them. Go ahead. Now we'll have our story from the Advent book, All Creation Waits, written by Gail Boss and illustrated by David Klein. Today's story is about the wild turkey. In summer, the odds are less than 50-50 that I'll see them on the south-facing slope above the swamp. But in Advent, if I'm up with the sun, I'm lucky nearly every morning. It's a short walk to the slope, and often I hear the flock before I see them. To me, they sound like a litter of small puppies tussling, though naturalists hear cats and call the sound cluck purring. Ten hens are rowing through the hardwoods, stroking forward with long wattled necks. The males, the younger jakes and the older toms, keep their own societies elsewhere. Here, a stone's toss away, one hen sees me and yelps, and all ten break into a run, surprisingly fast for creatures that look like inflated bellows balanced on sticks. Even supposing I could give chase and come close, they would then pop open their wings wide, hurl themselves into treetops, and glare down at me, chucking their putt-putt alarm. No surprise that adult turkeys suffer no serious natural predators. Even sub-zero cold doesn't trouble them. But snow, 
the accumulating kind, poses real threat. Snow covers the acorns, beech nuts, and hickory nuts, high-energy foods, that they feed to their furnaces burning hot and fast. Now the snow, still shallow, little impedes their nut hunt. They shovel it aside with their long and strong four-toed feet and gulp the uncovered nuts, of which there are many on this slope, which is why they camp here in winter, roosting on the big oak and beech limbs above. Also, these birds know that because the slope tilts south toward the sun, snow will melt more quickly from the grounded nuts. Shrewdly, they've shrunk their usual range to a small plot, this particular plot, for a winter home. Another reason for here, in a few weeks, the snow, even on this southern slope, is apt to be as high as their thighs. Each day they take its measure from the treetops, thigh deep, no plowing through. They cackle a signal to each other and sail down slope 50 yards to the swamp edge. There, seeps, patches where warmer groundwater bubbles to the surface, grow a wild salad of winter cress and ferns. While seep greens generate little heat in the turkey's gut, it's what they have here. What they'd like is a thaw, if not enough to bear the ground, then for the refreeze that forms a walkable crust. Gingerly, they test the surface. If it holds, they quick step a hundred yards or so to a wild field, eager beaks gleaning barberry, winterberry, and hawthorn bushes, always ready to hurry back to the woods before the air warms and the crust gives way, shackling them. If the snow does not thaw, if it falls thick and blows, this place provides them one last recourse. They've seen that the swamp also has fir trees, and fir branches make sturdy canopies to roost beneath, dry and unblown. Each hen on her branch fluffs her feathers against the cold. Together, they might sit fluffed for more than a week, burning body fat, calling reassurances to each other, especially to the youngest, of slightest heft. Together, we can outlast this, right here in this sufficient place. I love that last bit, when the author talks about how wild turkeys call reassurances to each other in the most difficult of weather, especially to the youngest. So let's take a minute to meditate on how God and others have reassured us in hard times and how we can be an encouragement to people in our various spheres of life, and maybe especially to the youngest in our families, in our church, in our communities. Take about a minute. Go ahead. And now our benediction, go in peace, wash your hands, love your neighbor, you are not alone.